Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about space combat. Space combat. In, in role playing. Oh. In role playing games. Oh, yeah. Role playing games. Tabletop role playing. Not in real life. No. I wonder if there's space combat. There isn't any, huh? Not yet. Uh, with the satellites and meteors, maybe. Oh, don't we have the International Space Station and people go up there and do work and stuff? Yeah, but International Space Station implies implicitly that they like each other. Well, not anymore. Remember, Russia's pulling out of the. International they don't have guns Station. on there. On the, all they have are rockets to take people up there, dude. Okay, so space combat in RPGs. S- yes. I will tell you my Uh-oh, first experience of space combat. First, and first and only experience, I believe. Yes, because all the other space games we played, I don't think anyone shot at us when we played Traveler. What about uh, what about Star Trek? Didn't nobody shoot at your ship ever? Maybe, but... It was inconsequential. I, I think we avoided combat. Well, it is Star Trek, so you're supposed to avoid combat. Unless it's hand-to-hand, then you're all out. But I was very excited when Pathfinder's Starfinder came out because i That's thought correct. it was really cool i made saul buy the book i know you made me buy the book like and, right away i was shocked and we went to believe it was kublacon one year kublacon, right and they had a whole section of new new section of starfinder for the pathfinder society right right they actually had starfinder societies i don't know did they call it that i thought it was still just called pathfinder yeah maybe i don't remember it was early on you're right and we got there it was, it, was a little it was late at night. Yeah. Not real late. Maybe nine o'clock. Well, it's pretty late. Maybe I eight think o'clock. it was eight o'clock. It had been a pretty long day and the game was going absolutely fine until they broke out <laughs> the space combat, which I go, oh, this should be cool. And he brought out a a grid map or a, a large piece of graph paper. A large piece of graph paper. And Jolene's eyes gl- Went ahead and glazed straight over as soon as they started talking about how many moves ahead you had to plan. And Felipe got all excited and started planning his moves out because you didn't know what was you planned three moves ahead and the other people planned three moves ahead. And then you said what you were going to do. And they said that what they were going to do and there were no changes. Well, you were writing it down, right? Yeah. You write down what you were going to do. And uh, it was pretty funny because you're right. I could tell that Jolene would. All the light went out of my eyes. <laughs> and she I was went, checking out. Okay, I'm done. I think she was checking out during the explanation, which was pretty quick, right? And the guy who was running it had been running it for a long time. Well, well. he had been running Pathfinder a long time, and he was really a, quite a good GM. I yes, mean, he and he really, was very excited about the space combat. I was not so excited about the space combat. And it was an introductory adventure. So like everything we did was like, this is how you do uh, skill rolls. This is how you do combat. This is how you do certain types of uh, situations, how you do, how you handle them. So it was a very learning type of uh, adventure. And then we did get into the space combat part and we're like, and then I didn't, I didn't quite check out as much as Jolene, but I could tell one, it was pretty late. So it was, you were pretty tired. And two, you were just like, wow, this is a lot of information. <laughs> this is When he says it was a quick explanation, it had to be about five or six minutes. Well, probably a little bit longer than that. may not sound like a, a long time, but when there's graph paper and 
and hexagons involved and how many, which way you can move your ship. And Felipe understands all this because he's obviously done space combat before. And he was the pilot. So he was the one who actually got to do most of the stuff, right? Right. He got to plan it and then he got to execute it. Execute it. And I think my job was something like push this button if this happens, right? (laughs) I don't think there was even that. I think there was, there might have been a skill role for firing your weapons, but I don't think so. I I, I seriously should have looked at it right before this episode. But what what I do remember that the graph paper was pulled out and it was obviously on a a 2D level, right? It was on a flat plane. And the ships, you would have to give orders three for three turns ahead of time. And he, like you said, you would write it down. And then the opposing person would write it down, which was the GM. And within those three turns, you would be able to fire or not fire. And hopefully the opposing ship would kind of like be in the way of the, of the torpedoes that you're firing at. Because it's you're talking about great distances, you're forecasting where you're going to shoot and all that. Which I thought was interesting, which kind of reminded me, I think it kind of reminded me, well, it kind of reminded me of diplomacy, right? Because you would write down your, your orders, you would write them down. And then it also reminded me, I don't know if it was, what game it was. It was an old game called Wooden Ships and Iron Men, where you would write down where you're going. And then you would write down if you're firing and what side you're firing from, right? And... uh which makes perfect sense because when I was reading about this topic, I guess that space combat is really based on like naval combat, naval combat yeah. but they just moved it up <laughs> into the into space. into space. So I thought it was interesting in one way. I was sitting there going, okay, this is very, what do you call it? Simulationist. Yeah, okay. yeah. Where, I guess you're going for that. Uh, I don't know how simulationist it well, is. Well, you, you, it's like you got your little ships out, and I thought of them as ships because it seemed like it, like not spaceships, but actual ships. It reminded me of battleship the most, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, A five. <laughs> Did I hit you? <laughs> so yeah, I guess a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was interesting. It was it wasn't horribly boring, but it was quite boring Felipe I like because he would do three turns right so the only excitement I had for that 30 minutes of combat in space which was the end of Jolene playing that game after that because I couldn't handle it was trying to see if the guy was actually gonna hit Felipe so it was like our ship yeah (laughs) well it was Felipe doing all the the stuff so right the, the maneuvering I think there's a couple of things there. One, it was late. By the time we got to space combat, it must have been about 10 or 11 o'clock, yeah. which was toward the end of the adventure anyway. And then you left, and then she, he goes, the Jim goes, is he kind of, she coming back? I go, nah, she's pretty tired. So, I mean, it's been a long day. And then, and we're at a convention, so we start, we start pretty early. Jolene gets me up at 8 o'clock no matter what time I go to bed. So we've been going at it, you know, for... 12 hours at, at at that time and it can be exhausting this was before the pandemic so we were going 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 and i don't even know where augustine was he was with us was he there yeah oh i think was he playing with us i think so i don't remember that he might have been with the other boys i don't know yeah uh, anyway so it was i i thought it was an interesting uh aspect of 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 uh, not an aspect but a, a way of mixing how to do how to do space combat in an RPG. 
a lot of times it's kind of like just like looked over right in in most rpgs you know you, you space combat in a in different games is it really rpgs are not about space combat because it becomes very difficult to simulate that and in a in a meaningful way or in a in a way that engages the players engages the players. all the players yes all the players it's a problem i mean i remember playing a traveler and the only people that did anything was the pilot and the gunner right and everybody else was like watching the show while i was doing the the research for this one that was the biggest complaint about space combat was that if you take star trek for an example everybody has different roles right you right. have the captain and the the navigator and the the captain, the navigator, science officer, science officer, even the engineer the, when you get hit, the security officer who fires the torpedoes, the right. engineer, right. and basically you have roles that you play. But during if you're do if you end up in combat, it's really kind of rote. You know, you just do it by by memory, or you you have if you get hit, then the engineer has to fix something. Oh, if you want to fire security officer fires if you want to maneuver the captain gives the orders of where to maneuver but other than that it's like there's no no opportunity for actual role playing during that particular time right yeah it's kind of tough to role play during combat you're right no matter what game and i think star trek adventures does it pretty well getting people involved in the game mm -hmm. because like before if traveler if you were a science officer if you were an engineer or anything like that you really weren't involved in yeah. combat unless the engineer if you got your ship got damaged but usually you didn't deal with it in real time you would wait till the battle was over and, and if then, you survived yeah. you'd be fixing the ship i think star trek adventures does it pretty well because everybody's doing something and they do have a little bit of leeway as to what they can do, what, what they're going to do first. Right. For like, for example, the science officer, what is he going to do? Because, you know, he does the, the scanning. Right. You know, he looks in that that little thing that Spock. Does he at. make that noise when he does it? Yeah, usually it has to. Unless it doesn't work. <laughs> so when he looks into his scanner, he's looking for the GM would ask him. He's being he's making an observation role, right? Right. Right, observation role, but he also, what is he looking for? Is he looking for weaknesses in their in their ship design? Is he looking for captain? I am looking to see if it's a Romulan ship. I can tell by the little poofs of stuff that come out when it's cloaked. Oh, because there's always a a degree of variance. Okay, so yeah, if, if, well, if, you're probably not in space combat when if it's cloaked, right? Because they can't fire while while cloaked. But it, what it does, because you know how Romulans are, Saul. Yeah, they're tricky. They get really close. The Klingons do the same thing. They get really close, right up on you, where they're going to fire and take out your weapons, and then they uncloak and do it. So that's why you always have to look for that variance, so that that's you know where of, they are. That's a lot of variance looking. Anyway, so you can look for like 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 that if it's a cloaked ship. Then it's not really a combat. I guess it is pre-combat or whatever. But other times is once they're uncloaked, you can see if there are any weaknesses in their systems in their in their ship. Yeah, like they might have, they might be target. You might want to target their shields. You might want to target their engines. Always target or, their weapons array or the weapons array or or a multitude of things. Right? There's, yeah. 
And then as a, as an, a science officer, you can ask specifically what you're looking for, and then you roll based on your nev- you know whatever skill that is yeah. is applied in that situation. The engineers maybe you have to. It's been a long time since I played Star Trek Adventures in combat because I really do avoid it. It is a uh, the engineer can like supply power to certain systems, right? right? Well, you I, and I think that's one one of the things that I was reading about is that most people's general complaint is that everybody doesn't get to role play during combat. It's usually just the pilot and whoever is shooting guns, right, right. or the captain or whatever. Yes, but the they say to make it more exciting, combat it should be as deadly as possible in space so that you avoid it. Right. One, you're in space, so. For Star Trek, they say there should always be the hit should always breach the hole, right? So that everybody has to go and fix it, that you have to actually have role-playing opportunities. Right. Now, that wouldn't work like in Firefly or, or The Expanse. Well, no, in The Expanse, everybody's wearing their space suits. They can be. So, Or usually when they're going to go into combat, just in case, because one, they're maneuvering fast, so they are going to... Were they wearing their suit a lot? I don't remember. Because, yeah. because if it gets breached, the air is going to start oh, to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And as you know, you're not going to die right away, but you probably want to have a, a spacesuit on so you right. can actually breathe good air and get to wherever the, the hole has been breached so you can fix it. Maybe patch it. Yes. That's one of the things to make it as deadly as possible so you avoid it. And in all of Saul ga- Saul's games, we avoid it. We, I think we might have got fired on once by Klingons, but I think we did a diplomatic solution <laughs> to keep from doing that, right? Yeah, I think you did. I think you figured out in that particular venture something happened, so you guys were able to, even though you were shot at, you were able to... Avoid it. Avoid continuing the fight or actually get into combat. In all the other space games I've played in, space opera, I don't ever remember actually having any combat, and if there was combat... We were either on a planet or maybe on a ship, but inside the ship. It wasn't like whole ship-to-ship combat. Right, right. You guys were having uh, maybe gun battles on a space station is where I set the adventures on. It was like a large one. So when I I first wrote up what I was thinking about writing is space is, I I was joking. I was going to space to fire frontier and combat. And then... And I said, you know, that's a frontier that no RPG player wants to play in because space is deadly already, right? If you think about how, what is it? I forget what movie it was or, or what show or what a book I read. And basically you're in a tin can, maybe you know, probably a little bit stronger than tin, but you're in a tin can and you got these basically rockets strapped to it and it's propelling you through space, right? And it's... Space is not nice to most organisms, especially humans. You're talking about a small breach. You know, even on the space station now, they say that they have like these little micro meteors that will pierce the shell of this thing, and they got sometimes they got to spend hours, supposedly, looking for where this leak is. They have to find it, yeah. Right, and then they patch it up right then and there, and so so it was very. It was very interesting to see in the expanse, which is traveler like. In in the in the in the setting, mm-hmm. uh, maybe slightly uh, what is it a lower tech level than most most traveler games are set in, but because they can jump you know in space and that's how they travel by jumping, which you can travel so many light years in a single. 
That's jump. in Traveler, not yeah. in The Expanse. They don't do that. No, no, no. no. This, is, this is Traveler. There's rumors that, I think that, not rumors, but the guy who wrote it mm-hmm. or wrote, wrote the the game, I mean the, the game, who wrote the movie and the books, he he said he it, it was a uh, it was a basis for a video game and then he started writing it as a role playing game now he never said what system he used cuz i guess he didn't want to i don't know but anyway so he played with his group and that's why that's where he ironed out all these ideas so it probably had to be traveler cuz that he wrote those books a while ago i, I have no idea but, but what i like about it uh, the movie and the and the and the, the books show. I mean, the show is that how it it shows combat being very deadly and how you're not protected in any way by the ship's hole. You know, the the whole hole, the outer yes. part of the, of the ship. H-U-L-L. There's no, you know, I think, do they even talk about armor plating? They don't even talk about that, right? Because. No. Because the, the bullets or whatever, the, the munitions that they're using against each other are so strong. They penetrate anything that that they can uh, you could put on the outside of a ship yeah they try to avoid it and most of the time they have missiles fired at oh, them oh there's missiles too yeah and and once and if and not only that they have to make sure they're strapped into their seats because otherwise they're moving around they're moving around and if, other objects in the ship will move around too right because they're talking about let's talk about what is it not centrifugal centrifugal not centrifugal force but but geez and how yeah. you're talking about if you accelerate then everything inside the the ship has to accelerate and when it tries to slow down those things are still accelerating so and they do talk about how deadly it is because if you are accelerating to get out of the way of a missile you're going really fast right a couple of g's probably and they pump that stuff into them to keep from having a strokes which i'm like wait which makes it which makes you go me go okay i don't want to be in space combat in real life (laughs) or on paper (laughs) Right, and and then the big ships are basically like huge warships. You're right; it's like naval combat. It is, yeah. Space naval. What do you call it? Space force. Yeah. <laughs> when I was thinking about introducing this subject, I said space is very deadly. It already is pretty deadly. All you gotta do is blast a, a sizable hole in the other ship, and they start losing air. Now, of course, you can compartmentalize uh, ships' interiors to make them uh, air, what do you call it? like airlocks in different. Air. Right, or if you're in Star Trek, there's always a force field that well, you can. Well, Star Trek air. is way beyond. I'm just saying, way beyond the what the level of tech that we have, or or even <laughs> close to what we have, right? And I think what happens in space combat, two factors: there's realism and suspension of disbelief, right? Because there's those two are the things that govern how you want to handle space combat, because. If you're looking at realism, if you're looking at like Traveler, if you're looking like The Expanse, lower tech level worlds or universes, then combat is going to be super deadly because there's no such thing as armor. There's no such thing as gravity plates. There's no such thing as shields. And all those things, those things keep you alive, right? Because there's no, like when they travel in Star Trek, you know, nobody's being squished into jelly because they're accelerating so fast inside the ship. There's some four bubble or something that prevents them from experiencing G acceleration, no matter how fast or how slow or whatever. Yeah. Right. Otherwise they couldn't go warp speeds. 
Well, I mean, you could go warp speed, but getting to warp speed is the problem, right? Like most people, most people, most games or most universes in RPGs, uh, they're, they do deal with G's forces, right? right? And they deal with uh, approaching the speed of light. For example, I'm going to go way back, way back machine. Space opera, you go in, uh, they call it light seconds, the how far uh, light, light travels in a, in a second. second, right? And until you reach 300 light seconds per 300 light seconds, you're basically traveling in the real world, in the real universe. And then once you hit 300, your FTL drives, your faster than light drives kick in and they send you into hyperspace. And that to me is more like, what is it? Star Wars, right? Hyperspace. Yeah. They even, they yeah. even, the, even, even that word was, when I first heard it was in probably Star Wars and in Star Wars and therefore also space opera, which kind of mimic the ideas of Star Wars. Basically, you go into another universe for that short period of time that you're traveling or that period that you're traveling in space. And in that space, in that universe, things travel at super high speeds, breaking the laws of physics, and you are traveling faster than light. So that's how space opera worked. And and that's pretty advanced, right? Because space opera is trying to mimic Star Wars in a sense. So Star Wars, just like... Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek is a highly advanced civilization, and they have shields, and you get hit by a, depending on the size of the ship and how much armor your ship has, the blasters or whatever they call them, they damage your ship, they hit your ship, and their shields go down or lessen, or the armor plating gets messed up slowly but surely, and you're dealing with this idea of pummeling the ship until that system breaks down and then you can actually damage the ship. That's why in and in Star Trek and Star Wars they say in space combat that the ships actually have like hit points, right? Right, right. And so that and in almost any game and, and there the people that I was reading and was mostly on Reddit, these people talking about space combat. Reddit. This one guy didn't like the idea that, that ships had hit points, right? He goes, basically, you're just shooting at each other or shooting at the enemy until until your hit points on your ship are so low that you need to get out of there instead of actually going, okay, this is going to kill us because our ship is going to get destroyed <laughs> and we're all going to blow up and moving, right? What do you, anyway. you don't even have to blow up, right? If you make a big enough hole and everybody gets sucked out of it. Then, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Unless you're in strapped down into a unless you're in a seat, in, in a seat and you have, and your, you have your space, space suit on, you're you're you know you're gonna get sucked down into space and you know, bye bye. And the other thing I was thinking about when we thought about this talking about doing this subject, I was thinking about when we went to the Silicon and we listened to the actual NASA people oh, yeah. and when they're talking about getting us to Mars and how they're saying our biggest obstacle is space radiation, the radiation in space, right? And shielding, putting the shielding in the ships to keep us from dying of radiation poisoning on our way. Or even on Mars, or right? even, Or even just in space. Well, yeah. In the, in like the, the space station and stuff. The, the, a lot of the studies are how much radiation can you, the human body take, right? And I'm like going, that just freaked me out. I'm all, well, I ain't going to space. Well, you know, you go, the, Mar- <laughs> <laughs> the ship to Mars is one way anyway, right? Supposedly. Well, currently. Yeah, that's how we Because by the time you get back, you'll be 
Well, I, I don't know how long it takes to get to Mars. I don't know. Like a few years? Right? I, I, Two or three I years? I don't know. At our current technological level, at unless we current. discover some You have to figure somewhere. out because you got to have the fuel to come back, right? That's why it's a one-way trip. <laughs> so, <laughs> Another thing is, is that with space combat, there's a has to, you always have, no matter what RPG you're playing, it has to do with the tech level. That That's very interesting part of playing in a space RPG, in a, in a RPG that has space, has space. combat. What would, you, what would you call it? Science fiction? Not, yeah, or, yeah. Space, space, opera. space opera. <laughs> that's what I would call it. Space opera or a sp- science fiction space game, right? Yeah. So I was looking at the rules, right, of how different games that de- are science fiction games deal with space combat. And I, I, I took out a few of them that I have. So I took He's out. got a big old pile on the yeah. floor. <laughs> so like Rogue Trader, I looked at. Uh, uh, Starfinder. Starfinder. And I t- looked at uh, a bunch of them. Like I even have uh, Star Trek Adventures. And for the most part, most of the time, the way, the way they deal with space combat is ship is like a character. Yeah. Right. And. Depending on on the system, like the older games, like Rogue Trader and uh, Traveler and stuff like that, the ship has hit points, it has armor, it has shielding, depending on the tech level and all that stuff. And basically, it's a character and it's doing range combat with another character, which is another ship. The amount of role playing is probably very minimal because it basically becomes a, a, a combat session. And I always, okay, I don't know before I go off on some tangent. So it's very, like you said, there's not a lot of leeway for role playing. There's decisions to be made, but they're almost like automatic decisions, right? I'm going to shoot because I'm going to shoot. Uh, I'm going to try to fix the ship because I don't want my ship to explode. And I don't want this. And if whole, I have shields, I'm putting them up now. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I got, or I got to repair the shields or whatever. So it does seem a little clunky and it seems to put you out of that. Role-playing role environment. But most combat does anyway, more or less. Like yeah. In, like in most games. Unless it's like Feng Shui, right? Where you're... Right. Which, where, which where combat the, is part of the action. Is, is yeah. part of the part of the... Because you're telling them how you're going right. to shoot your guns as you run, right? And now. and yeah, and that's that's the whole point is you're being very descriptive. But in most games, combat it becomes... A lot of people don't like combat because it kind of pops them out of this world that they're in. But then it becomes this tactical game. And a lot of games now have kind of made combat into like the back burner, right? If they're trying to stay in a RPG mode, there's all kinds of games that do it different ways. Basically, they eliminate combat or they make combat so deadly that nobody wants to fight. Right. right. Or it's more like a one shot and you're so damaged that you're not going to keep fighting. Or it's limited to like hand-to-hand combat where yeah. you punch somebody and... Ouch, that hurts. And the the English way of fisticuffs, right? Like in the, what was that movie? The Kingsman, is that the one you're talking about? No, no, the one, the the more, the, where, uh, what is it? Oh my God, I can't believe it. Uh, the one about the the woman who... Oh, Bridget Jones. Yes, you remember the Englishmen were fighting? You know, like they were throwing these wild swings at each other and missing and, and they actually connected to go, oh, that hurts, right? It was pretty funny. Are you talking about... Yes, the, the Mr... Uh, not Mr. Richard Darcy. Mr. Darcy and uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah. Yes. So combat is, is usually takes you out of the whole role-playing experience anyway. 
The problem is, is when some certain systems, it really takes you out, right? Like that whole grid thing. Anytime you put a grid down, it becomes a different game. Yeah. It becomes a miniature game. Basically, is what it is. And Starfinder and Space Opera, those it handled it the exact same way. Yeah. You put a big piece of grid of, of, of line paper or graph paper, and you're charting which way your ship is turning. And depending on the, the size of your ship, you can only turn so many degrees. And that's exactly like Space the Opera. The only difference, like I, when, when you're saying that right now, I'm thinking about when we play D&D with the boys right. and or Pathfinder with the boys. And you have out the mat, the the battle mat, and, and you have your figurines out. Right. And as soon as you say, oh, you all need to roll initiative, everybody gets excited because in the combat in D&D, each person gets to, it's a turn thing, right? Right. But you get to tell what you're going to do. Right. Which the difference between that and space combat, they're both simulation is yes. right? But with space combat, half of the people or more than half of the people are just Sitting. along for the ride. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> which makes it less exciting where i can add the boys faces light up when when you say roll initiative that's right that's i think that's the big that's difference. the that's the big difference unless like star trek like said they, everybody has a role right right and and they have a decision of what to do where like the pilot where to fire in this sense the captain is the person just giving the order right and, and, but it's up to the individual whether to follow those orders or not yeah so which just kind of makes it interesting so how so much simulation do you want to be like, I always thought when we were playing Star Wars, any Star Wars game, but mainly, well, the only Star Wars game I've ever played in has been the Fantasy Flight games, like Edge of the Empire, is I, I always thought the idea, well, they have a Star Wars miniature game. So you could always do that, bust out that for the... Bust out the little ships. Uh, for the role-playing game, play a miniature game. Yeah. But that those miniature games take two, three hours to play. And unless everybody has their own ship, it's kind of a boring game. Right. Because basically it's a two-player game, I believe. So that wasn't a good idea, and I never tried that. But I thought I always toy toyed with that idea. You could have just used the miniatures, right? And come up with my own rules. Yeah, that's true. Those rules are pretty good, supposedly. I've never played the miniature game. I know a lot of friends of mine have, and they really enjoy it. And I know a lot of people have, like collect those things, and it could be costly, and they have huge amount of ships that you could put but that's a different field. game that's not role playing that's actually miniature that's game. a miniature yeah. well that's not a miniature not game, a miniature but, yeah, but, game, it's, but a it's a plastic model yeah miniature light game there's that type of simulationist type game and then there's a more freeform game where you're just like you try not to get into combat very much like you're like that reddit person said you make it super deadly the first shot always blows through your freaking hole always causes a lot of the damage. engines are knocked out yeah, so, it has to do something to right. to make it more exciting for the people because right. then you're off of combat and onto what are we going to do so we don't all die right so where are we going to go yeah and, and what are we going to fix because hopefully not hopefully but it does more damage than, than just the one thing right you know it blows through the, sh through the whole a hole through your ship one it you, takes out the weapons and part of the engine engines, or something. and then it injures people yeah. and then what is engineering going to do? Then everybody for? has something to do. <laughs> everybody has something to do. Save somebody, fix something, patch a hole. Because the engineer can't do it all, right? No. Right. And I think that's that's the ultimate idea or the ultimate problem for any role-playing game that science fiction and deals in space in any way is how much simulation do you want in that game when it comes to space combat? 
Unless it's alien and there's no space combat unless you're fighting aliens in your ship. Right, right. And you're right. And there's and some and sometimes they they do away with this kind of stuff because the game is so deadly, right? Not the game, but they say space is so deadly, almost nobody's going to go into combat. Because like let's say they're space pirates. Well, if they blow up a ship, they might blow up what they're f- trying to get. I think Firefly might is there space combat in Firefly? I don't know. Not really. I'm just thinking of the that they that in Firefly people did shoot at them every once in a while. Right. But their ship was like literally I don't it was, know. It was like a big semi truck. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> the thing is like, yeah, in Firefly they're not allowed to have guns, right? Because they're they're a civilian vehicle vehicle. Yeah. So they never had guns, so their idea was to always scoot and root, scoot and what do you call it? Get out of there. Scoot out of there is what I'm trying to say. Did and, they didn't have any guns? No. Not ship guns. Oh. And in Traveler, like when you first buy your ship, because usually what happens in Traveler, you have to have a ship. Yes, right? you do. Uh, right? You have to have a ship. So uh, a lot of people complain about Traveler. And Space Opera was the same way because you had to have a ship. Or... <laughs> and your ship always sucks unless you're working for somebody, right? <laughs> Well, that's the problem, right? Because you got to smuggle stuff so you can get a better ship, so you can fix your ship and all kinds of stuff. Well, the thing is, ships cost a ton of money, right? Millions of micro, millions of credits. And you're talking about people who... Just got out of the military and probably have like 3,000 credits among them. The only thing is you could get discounts if you're military. That's like minus 10%. But still, you're talking about millions of credits, (laughs) So what happens is usually pull people pull their money together, their meager yes. earnings, and they can put a down payment on this thing, but then they're making payments on this fish. It's like a, a car you really can't afford. Yeah. Right? Or in this case, a big truck, like a semi-truck. Yeah. And all of you are, are all in on this business endeavor. And to pay for the truck, you have to make money, which is going from planet to planet, buying and selling stuff, and making money off of that. That was that was uh, Firefly, yeah. not the Expanse because it's a military no. game. But usually, you're an independent merchant ship. Basically, yeah. Basically, that's what you are. You're, 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 you're a trucker. You're a trucker in right. space. <laughs> <laughs> and because you're a civilian tr- trucker, you're not allowed to have guns on it, right? There's no idea. You're not I, supposed to have guns. You're not supposed to have contraband. Well, there's that. And you're not supposed to. You know, you're going from one place to another. You got to get legitimate jobs so you can get paid, right? Legitimate cargo. And every traveler game I've been in, it's always questionable if any of that cargo is legitimate. There might be some, but I think the last game we played in with Philip as the as the GM, we got a job to take cargo, but they didn't want us to look in it, which just told you, okay. Well, I don't know how what is it not real but how realistic that is because i don't know an independent trucker does he really know what's in the back of his truck no it's all palletized it's all created there's a manifest but how do you know what is really in that stuff and they're not no truck well okay no legitimate truck what no honest trucker is gonna bust open seals and look into the crates and see what's in it to see to really see but they also know where they pick it up and they're assuming that it's not Right, but I mean, let's say you, a truly independent trucker might haul different things from different businesses. As long as you're not going in and out of different countries, you're probably okay. Yeah, that's true too. 
So anyway, but in this case, you are because you're going from planet to Exactly. Planet. So I think what a lot of complaints about Traveler and even Space Opera, because Space Opera came out in 1980, 81, and Traveler came out in 1977. And they have that the whole chart, right? They have every planet has is a rich planet, iron planet, agricultural planet. And so they have different stuffs that they can sell. Yeah, they yeah. Have different things they need that was the most boring part of the game to me while these guys discussed which planet they wanted to go to and what and they what, to what they wanted to carry i was like going okay what did i get myself into yeah it becomes a game of accounting right yeah because and i'm like going a stocks and bonds kind of yeah. because you're like oh if i buy if i if i buy this stuff here that costs me 100 credits per ton and i go to this other planet i could sell it for Plus or minus a hundred, hundred or two hundred. And I per, and uh, and I was thinking, if I wanted to do math, I could be at work. <laughs> if you want to do like counting, you can be at work. So that was always a problem. It's, but a lot of people enjoy that trying to make money and and make a profit and all that stuff. That was just the the boring part for me, just right then. On top. On top. But the the exciting part was the mischief. Everything. Yeah. Everything else was was good about Traveler. It was the well, that and then Philip broke out the grid with which planet do you want to go to? And as they're discussing what they're going to haul and what planet we're going to, Jolene's eyes are going, okay, um, I'll let you guys figure that out. I'm up for whatever. Well, he just- was. it was a very open-ended game, right? That's yeah. what he was trying to do. He's just like, do whatever you want. I'm like, well, we don't want, we don't, where, where's the adventure? Uh, Wherever wanna- you find it. <laughs> And I wasn't sure if there was an adventure until we ended up on a planet that was had like a secret base and crazy aliens on it or something. Oh, ultimately, when you look at space combat in a game, it depends on how realistic they're trying to be. Well, there was no space combat in Traveler when we played it. Right. All the, there all is, the combat was on a planet right. in, a, in a secret base, right? But there is space combat in Traveler. Yeah. It's very you, old school, you know, like. You're gonna sh- and but there's no grid, you know. It's all based on theoretical dis- dis- distances and stuff, and and there's. Could map I'm it sure out. there's a chart. You could map it out. <laughs> I'm sure, there's a chart. Yes, you and your chart, the phobia. But I think what you're looking for when you buy a space game RPG, and you and you think that space combat is going to be a big part. A lot of it depends on your decision on how realistic. You want that space combat to be for me i tr- try to totally ignore space combat because like i said it's even in star trek adventures which is probably the, one of the best systems i've seen in making sure that everybody's doing something it can be a little bit mechanical the only decisions you make is maybe of the three things that are broken you which one are you going to fix first or what are you going to do as a science officer depending on what weaknesses you want in the ship and all this other stuff on the enemy ship to shoot at medical person you're you got saving life yeah. i guess and the navigator is trying to figure out which if he's going to evade if, if he's going to try to stay still to give the person shooting a better shot whatever things like that happen to me i don't really want something super realistic like space opera where you get you bust out this large sheet of graph paper and here you are and you got to map out when you're going to shoot kind of like starfinder Star, yeah well, I would suggest, and after reading a lot on this and having experienced space combat myself in, in Starfinder, I would suggest that you make it as short as possible, as deadly as possible, so you can move on so everybody can 
do whatever unless unless that's part of the game like somebody's following you I mean unless you got a, you. yeah unless you have a group that really likes this detailed uh, space combat game because I think that's what it is you have a you playing a, a role playing game and in some games like Starfinder and Space Opera and a few others when it, combat starts it becomes a different game it becomes a tactical miniature like yeah. game and if your group enjoys that then have fun but if some people in your group are like they check out like jolene did okay it's time for me to go to bed <laughs> tell me how it ends i'll see you tomorrow i'll see you in the next session because it's gonna be two or three hours of uh boredom uh you probably don't want to get into that kind of situation or buy a game that half the people are going to check out when the combat starts and if you have a lot of space combat between ships that is so for me, I, like I said, I, I once once I tried space combat a few times in space opera, I really didn't uh, have space. There wasn't an opportunity. A lot of it was threatening, like we're gonna shoot you if you don't do this, and it was all like uh, deception or manipulation or whatever. And I think that's how I usually deal with combat anyway, even in Star Trek Adventures, which, like I said, is probably one of the best role playing esque way of handling combat. There's, there's no grid. Well, also you're in Star Trek, so you you want to, the bad guys are, are bad, right? And the and you're you're trying not to get into combat, right? You usually play the Federation. Unless yeah. you, what, what about Klingons? I got wonder about that. Yeah, oh, Klingons are Klingons. You got to learn how to deal with them, and you don't want to fight them because they're bigger than you, and probably. Right. So of all the games I own, like I like I have uh, Action Stars, I have Rogue Trader. I have Starfinder. You have Space Opera and Traveler. Space Opera, Traveler, Star Wars, and a couple other space games. Like I said, no matter how well they deal with the space combat, I usually try to avoid it because, like I said, it, it breaks down to a different kind of game. And people who like role-playing will probably not enjoy that part of the aspect of the game. So if you're going to have space combat, you might want to put it in your session zero and say, when we get to space combat, how do you guys want to handle right, it? Right, right. Versus just throwing out, bringing out a, a piece of grid paper and, and have, going, well, have, part of your, have part of your party going, uh, okay, I'm going to go get pizza. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back next session because yeah. <laughs> it'll take a session. <laughs> this is going to take unless, all day. Unless, like Jolene says, you know, you make it deadly. You make it the uh, first hit pretty much ends the game or ends the combat and a lot of that depends on the game level that you're talking about traveler the expanse those type of games one hit basically it's the first one to hit that determines the winner Uh, other higher level or more technological advances like star trek star wars they deal with combat which you can take punches and keep damage and stuff there's the idea that a ship is a character that is a pervades a lot of games uh, even games that don't own like stars without number a lot of osr games that are space games they make the the spacecraft make character. sure the ship has its own yeah and like you said it has hit points it has armor and so you're just doing the slugfest out there hopefully you do more damage to them than they do to you and then you're determined to winner because whoever's going to, who, whenever their ship is going to go boom, that's when you're going to get out of there, right? Hopefully they <laughs> they, do, they don't uh, let it get that far, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. So those are some ideas on space combat. <laughs> go have fun. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day. <laughs>